Well, it is great to be with you, Harvest, on the Sunday before Christmas Eve, and periodically, just as a church family, we have what we fondly, fondly call a family chats, and family chats are just kind of about keeping our faith family informed and up to date on periodic and pertinent items, and today I actually have six of them that I want to uh, talk with you about. Uh, these are really exciting, cool things that God's been in development on over the last year, and, and while I would have preferred to do this earlier and maybe even in November. It's just the timing of things has been even a few of these things have just uh, unfolded here recently. And uh, so I'm going to take 15 on this and then I'm going to take 30 with 30 minutes and we're going to go to Psalm uh, 97 here in a little bit. Okay. So let's kind of uh, grab a hold of these because Christmas is a family time and sometimes we have some family moments together. And so we're going to grab a hold. And if you're newer here, you're going to learn some things about us that I think will really help you know who we are. So six items. And the first item is item number one is some pastoral academic celebrations. Um, How awkward is it for me to address that to me? Um, I just want to say this. Actually, there's some more I wanted to bring into that uh, than just uh, what's been happening here in the last week for my life and going up to Chicago with graduation and so forth. But we are a local church that has a high value on the continued growth and development of all of us, okay? Uh, um, Listen, there is no arrival at maturity in Christ. It's always a progressive sanctification, a progressive movement towards growing in Christ. And that includes our pastoral staff. And uh, we want to be that. And, And one of my big prayers is that our advancing in our Uh, training in Christ and in ministry would be an encouragement and a challenge to you as well, because we are all doing this. I promise you, I graduated on Friday. I feel no smarter today at all. The same guy I was, for good or for bad, and, uh, but we're plugging on with that. But I also just want to note a few things associated with that that we celebrate here. And that's that uh, it was actually a couple years ago that Pastors Nate and Cody graduated with their Masters of Divinity. And we are thrilled that that took place. And uh, they are thrilled as well that that is over. I also kind of want to, with this, I want to celebrate the fact that Pastors Chris and Pastor Robbie are now halfway through. They're a year and a half now into their uh, three-year Masters of Divinity program. So they work here at the church, uh, supposedly in a part-time basis, and then they are working on their master's degree up at uh, Faith Seminary up in Lafayette and working through that. And uh, they're halfway through. So I think it's a moment just to give them way to go, guys, right? I mean, sometimes when you're in it, you just even need a halfway in mode of encouragement. And uh, that's where what's going on there. Um, also, I'll just note, I'm just thrilled and uh, realized the other day that we're past a year into Pastor Cody working on his Ph.D., uh, here right now, and we're excited for him and with all of that. And and also, Karen and I just want to say thank you. Karen, actually, maybe it's a bit representative of, of things. I had to go home here uh, after first service. Just She's not feeling well and just kind of tagged out. Uh, but on her behalf and my behalf, we're so grateful for you. I don't think you realize um, how much you uh, bear in this when you allow your pastors to be taking and going to school. 
there's a lot on our plate with that, and it, it uh, kind of bears to you. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your endurance, and thank you for your kindness in allowing all of us to do that. Um, I'll just add, I honestly don't know with my doctoral project exactly where I'm going to go with that. I know right at the moment I want to break from it, and uh, maybe that's fitting because my whole project is about men have a tendency to withdraw when the things get hard. So, uh, but I just need a little break. I don't want to withdraw. Um, the other is I'll let you know when uh, I get that all back from the formatter and uh, if you want to have a couple hundred pages of reading before you take a big long nap, uh, you'll be able to be available to, uh, that'll be available to you and I'll let you know when that comes about and you can read that if you want. So that's item number one. Item number two actually kind of comes out of uh, this and some things that we have learned uh, and that is that ministry and academics together can have a tendency to have an overwhelming workload uh, in it. And uh, that's been my story for the last few years, and I've been open with you about that as I'm learning and trying to think through that. And out of it, now that I'm kind of, in the last month or two, have been able to kind of see that there is life beyond this, um, I had to sit down with the elders and just began talking with them about, hey, we don't want to be a church that trains and raises guys and gals towards ministry in the type of a way where we also drain them to death in it, right? I mean, we want to have pastors who are in a place of mental, spiritual, and just physical health. And um, sometimes when you put ministry and academia together, it becomes so overwhelming. And so I just kind of put on the table right off as we were thinking about that, that in particular right now, I'm just concerned that the load on Pastor Chris and Pastor Robbie with school and what they have is just, uh, there's, it's too much right now for them that we've kind of allowed in all of that. And I think we would all agree there are seasons of life where things get full and seasons are very busy. I'm talking weeks, months kind of things. But when that turns into years and years and you are involved in ministering to the souls of adults and children and people, that's not the best place to be. And uh, people in ministry have this tendency that we love doing what we do and we're not doing it for the money or doing it for anything else. And sometimes we'll just keep running and running and running and all of a sudden wake up one day and realize we hit the wall. Um, and we just don't want that to happen. So I just want for you to know that we're in kind of a process here of talking through and working out how we can bring in a more realistic ministry balance for Pastor Chris and Robbie in all of this um, with it. So I and the elders just ask for kindness and assistance as we work through that. And you'll be learning more about what's going on with that as we bring that about. Because we want the next year and a half for them just to be a delightful time of doing ministry in school as well. Right? that. So Merry Christmas to them. Um, speaking of that, things growing and changing, item number three. Uh, we as a church have been affiliated with Harvest Bible Chapel Chicago for 10 years now as a sensible reason because we were planted from Harvest Bible Chapel 10 years ago. In March of 2008, uh, we were the 25th church plant of Harvest Bible. And to, to date, to date, there have been 150 Harvest churches that have been planted. It's just an amazing thing. Uh, last year, in 2006, I was part of a team of about a dozen Harvest senior pastors that was invited by Harvest Bible Fellowship to come together and for us just to begin to discussing and thinking about how do we advance ahead and proceed ahead. And a big reason is because growth brings challenges. I mean, that's the case here. It's like, 
where are all of you coming from? <laughs> it's just a blessing of the Lord, but who would have ever thought uh, the Lord would be bringing it? And growth brings challenges and responsibility. And so we were pulling together to talk that through. And, and we all agreed together there's a need for decentralization because it's just too much out of Chicago directly. And we were talking about having four or five regional uh, areas and kind of training centers uh, with U.S. and Canadian churches because our desire has never been to become this denominational structure. That's just not who we are. We're like-minded, local, autonomous churches. That, that's what it is, and we're not a denominational uh, a format of it. And so um, part of what's gone on is as we've grown up, and more and more of those Harvest churches are planting churches, parents you know with adult children, life kind of gets more complicated with that. And so we were pulling together to figure out how to do that. And so then uh, had some meetings again here at the beginning of the year. And then in the summer, um, uh, the executive committee of Harvest Bible Chicago made a unilateral decision to, to immediately pass the collective ownership of the 150-plus churches onto those churches themselves. I'll just read you a paragraph or two out of what they had said. It's, it's fine for me to read it here. It says, uh, as we are all aware, Harvest Bible Fellowship has grown by leaps and bounds, and we've rejoiced as we've seen the Lord take our vision of planting 10 churches in 10 years and making it possible for a fellowship of like-minded churches to plant more than 150 in multiple countries. It's also true that such work doesn't go without its own set of burdens and challenges, and as the churches we've planted have matured, they now have plans and desires of their own, not for themselves only, but for the fellowship as a whole. And Pastor James is releasing control and prioritizing our own local work. And this decision is a significant one, but one we embrace, trusting that the Lord has led us to this course of action, which we know to be the best for our church and for our pastor. And Pastor James, it says, is encouraged by this direction. He sees it as a wise move and is thrilled with the release of the pressure. And the executive committee supports him wholeheartedly in this decision. So the bottom line is kind of what we were already working on got fast-passed. You know, sometimes when parents, when the kids are growing up and you do things and it surprises the kids, that kind of happened, and that's okay. And so in it, as we were coming together, that kind of got fast-passed a little bit. And so over the following months, from the summer through this fall, uh, some of the stronger churches within Harvest have been pulling together and uh, seeing how we could go from here and essentially has formed what we're calling the Great Commission Collective. And that's for any Harvest churches as well as it will be even potentially for other churches to come together and carry on our passion for the Great Commission and being churches that plant churches. And we want to continue to do that together. And I wasn't able to be a part of that uh, work this summer because of my schooling situation, but some of the pastors of whom I have the greatest admiration for in our fellowship at churches. Brian White up at Harvest in the North has been leading all of this. Bless his heart, what he's taken on has been just massive. And, uh, and others, and even in Indiana, there's Harvest Granger and Fort Wayne and North Indy and Indy South and Indy West and Bloomington all participating together. And so I just, for those of you who have a history, wanted for you to know about that. We're grateful for our past. We, we're grateful for Harvest, and, and that's where we come from, and uh, we're excited about the future kind of as adult kids. Uh, it's kind of some of the, the, the cord has been cut a little bit more, and the Lord is going to do a work, right? So here we go, and we're excited about that. Grateful for our past and excited about our future. Item number four. I want to kind of uh, note uh, with this, Pastor Eric had made mention about two of our international churches. We've been a part and blessed so far 
to, to be leading with planting harvest on Greenwood on the south side and now to church internationally with uh, Georgetown St. Vincent Island in Quadabuque, Haiti. And I just want to say this. I want everybody to understand that if you've grown up in churches, these are not a couple of churches that we simply send money to. I want for you to understand these are our babies. Okay, these are our kids that we are now, by God's grace, uh, kind of producing out from us as well. And, and I'm going to say, I love this fact. These are not fancy plants in fancy cities. Fact of the matter is Georgetown is actually quite an agriculture, a, a rather poor, I would might call it second world kind of a small city. Uh, Haiti is a third world area in Quadabouque and the area that's it around. And uh, these are not going to be huge churches. These are likely going to be small churches. And seriously, I love that. Because we are about planting healthy churches that proclaim the gospel to the areas where they're at. And so uh, we're excited about what's happening. And I just want to maybe encourage you to consider uh, a go trip here this coming summer or the, in 2019 um, in that. I'll tell you. Um, oftentimes American churches have the idea that we go to help them because they greatly need us. And I'm just telling you, we go because we need them. Okay, let me say that again. We go because we need them. These people and the things that they teach us, life-changing. Okay? So uh, I would encourage you to consider that. Item 9 of 5 and 6 will just take me a couple minutes here. I just want to make mention... March 2018 is how many years for us? Ten. I remember the first Sunday. I still have the shirt from the first Sunday. Um, and uh, we're going to be having uh, uh, some celebration time next year. It's not just going to be one Sunday. We're going to be celebrating through the, month of, through the month of March in that. And I just want you to know we have that in our eyes. We're looking forward to it. I want you to get cranked up about it because look what the Lord has done. I'll also be in mid-January starting a series called This Is Who We Are, This Is What We Do. Uh, Kind of both looking back and also looking ahead. We are who we've always been and this is who we are and this is what we do. And we're going to be taking six weeks of that leading into March and kind of preparing us for that. So I look forward to celebrating the past and the future as well. And then the last item 2018, this is usually by now, we usually give out to you what our budget is for next year. Uh, I had that, we had that, I just decided not today. It's too close to Christmas, no one's mind's there, and I don't want more data piece on the table. So January 7th, we'll have that for you. I just want for you to know about that as a church family with that, and God has just been very, very good. Well, those are six items. Um, Merry Christmas. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for your patience. Uh, All of these matter. All of these matter. The Lord sovereignly at work, right? He is.